Hello. And welcome to Creaky Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And is there anything we want to talk about this week before we jump into something different? A little bit. Mm, Not really. I have a story for you that I deliberately did not tell you to save for this. (gasps) I got, well, I'll just tell you. Uh, So, Hustler's having this like price point sale this weekend. Uh-huh. So everybody's so they're putting different things into different totes. Like it's all trying to get rid of the clearance, and then they're going to have the totes on a table in the front of the store. So it's right. going to look it's going to look awesome, not like Dollar General at all. Oh so no! Then no. so they were looking for a table, and they found one. They put it up against the bathroom door which I had to pee and I mm-hmm. was like Jesus fucking Christ so I opened it so I was looking like I was like Jesus Christ people I have to pee you know so I moved the table away from the bathroom door and go into the bathroom I'm in there I hear noises but of course I'm in the bathroom I don't know what's going on right. I go to I go to leave the bathroom the table is back against the bathroom door. I'm now barricaded. I'm now barricaded into the bathroom. I'm like, I've got the door cracked slightly. And finally, I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And no one's coming. And then finally, I see somebody walk by that works there. And I'm like, Maddie, come let me out of the bathroom. <laughs> so she's like, what the f- She's like, what the hell happened? And I yeah. Was like, yeah. So they put the table back up against the bathroom door because they were getting stuff out of the, I guess they were getting stuff out of the hallway there. But I was like, they were all like looking at me when I got out. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is wrong with you people? Right. Make sure there's no just, one in there before you move it. I just screamed it. Like, I'm sure they heard it all the way through the store. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> so that was my story. Yeah. That's I funny. was barricaded into the bathroom at Hustler. I'm so sorry for your. I'm sorry for experience. my tragic loss. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything else? Um. No. I hope I can finish my case soon because it's, eh, it's all good. It's a doozy. There's yeah. <laughs> it's one of I think a lot of people who like. Um, I think it's a favorite story of a lot of people who like unsolved, like, you know, mysteries. Mysteries, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's, oh boy. There's, yeah. there's so much. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're going to do, we're actually going to do an episode of what I think we're going to call Creepy Country. Yes. Right? Because we're going to do an episode. We're going to do some episodes about uh, just American things. 
American crimes, American hauntings, hauntings whatever. Because God bless Kentucky. Kentucky. But uh, uh, the ghost, uh, uh, the uh, options for ghost stories, while while there are a lot of them, they do not an episode, an entire episode make in general. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So information is scarce on yeah. them. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about some place, a place called the Hinsdale House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in western New York State, not far from the Pennsylvania border, lies the small town of Hinsdale. And in many ways, it's a pretty typical American small town. It has a volunteer fire department, a post office, a high school, a Valero service station, and some local businesses. Uh, If you were not a fan of the paranormal, you probably would never know that one of the most haunted houses in America lies there. So our story starts in the late 1960s with a couple named Clara and Phil Dandy. And they wanted to get away from the grime and crime of the city of Buffalo. So they bought a weekend uh, cabin on some land owned by a couple um, who were building cabins on their farm. Uh, Claire and Phil had four children, Mike, Beth, Laura, and Mary. Uh, Clara and the kids loved it in the cabin. Um, Phil was somewhat less enthusiastic. Um, But every time they returned to Buffalo from the country, they were more and more disgusted and disheartened by the city. So they began to think about a permanent move to the country. Uh, They thought about buying the cabin, but the owner told Clara that she had a farmhouse that they were renovating, and Phil and Clara could buy that if they liked it. Oh. Yeah. When Clara saw it, she felt like it was meant for them, and she and Phil traded the cabin that they owned for the farmhouse. That seems to happen a lot with... Yeah. Haunted houses. Yeah, like, you hear the, that all, all the time. The house just feels a connection be, with the yeah. place. Yeah, it's almost like they're reaching out and trying to grab something. Yeah, but hey, what do I know? Okay, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, but that's like, oh, I felt like I instantly fell in love with it. You hear it all the time. You do. Yeah. So Phil and Clara moved in on July 18, 1970. Clara's mother and her brother Gordon traveled ahead of everyone else to take the family's clothes to the new house. Uh, When Gordon and his mom got there, though, the house was strangely filled with bees. Ah. And And they were so thick that the Gordon and his mother could not see outside of the windows. Um, Gordon had to call an exterminator to come out. So Clara and Phil's family walked into a house full of dead bees. And yeah, mom, uh, the mom and Gordon swept up so many bees that there were garbage bags full of them. 
Oh my god. And a bee expert later told them that it was unusual for bees to be swarming at that time of the year. Huh. Yeah. Uh, So when they moved in, Claire finally got a good look at the house and its shortcomings. Um, There was an old oil drum for a septic tank. That doesn't sound ideal. No. Um, The furnace was in a hole under the living room. And you had to drop a match into it to light it. Oh, and, gee. Yeah, there was an unreliable gravity-fed spring. And the one thing that Claire hated the most was the creepy dark root cellar. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't like that either. Nope. <laughs> uh, Claire tried to commute back and forth to Buffalo, but it soon proved to be too much. And so she quit her job hoping to find someplace else closer to home. Um, while she was home, she met her neighbors, who had three kids close to her own kids' ages. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah. Neighborhood and, kids oh, yeah. for yours to play with. Yeah. And soon after that, the neighbor kids told the dandy kids about a ghost dressed like a farmer that walked down the road. Oh, So Mike, the dandy's son, didn't believe it. But one day he saw the ghost and he followed it down the road. It disappeared as it stepped behind a tree right in front of him. Now Pat, one of the neighbor girls, saw this ghost as a black figure. Not an African American, but black. Okay. And like none, a shadow. Yeah, exactly. And Thank none you. of the okay. it, yeah, and none of the other children saw him this way. They saw him as a farmer. Right. Right. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, it's starting. <laughs> so the winter of 1970 and 71 was vicious. Uh, the temperatures plunged and the water lines froze up. Uh, The family had to climb the hill to the spring to carry water to the house every day. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's more of a no for me than this ghost stuff. Um, Yeah, absolutely. One day when Clara was out bringing water to the house, uh, she saw a bright light in the sky approaching her. She called the kids over to watch and they stood and looked while the object hovered above them then veered away. And another night, Clara was awakened by a blinding light shining in her windows. She wasn't sure what she was seeing. Then her son said, Mom, do you see that? Um, It felt to Clara and Mike that whatever it was was right in front of their house. Uh... Finally, the source of the light flew off to the east, and Claire says that her kids often reported UFOs in the area. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Come here, kids. Come look at this light. Oh, we've seen it before. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all good. We're good, Mom. It's just a, uh, it's just UFO. It's just the aliens, Mom. It's just, no- it's nothing. Just aliens. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Since the family moved in, a long series of bad luck incidents plagued them for years. And you know what this sounds like, too, is uh, Conjuring House. Yeah. Because they they had that sort of same thing happen, too. Um, Mary fell from her bike and had to have stitches. Uh, Laura fell from hers and developed a severe staph infection in her foot. Um, oh no, Laura! Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Mike spilled boiling water on his stomach and cut a tendon in his hand. Um, Bill cut his thumb to the bone. Clara broke her finger and was in a splint. Beth broke her arm in gym class. Laura broke her foot. Mike broke his toe. Clara's mom uh, fell down the stairs in her home. And oh, broke no. her leg shortly after visiting the farmhouse. Um, also, there was a series of auto accidents. Claire's parents had three. Claire had one in Buffalo. Mike had one that almost killed him. Uh, there were four accidents involving the family and their friends in a two-week period at one point. Um, in addition, the family could barely keep any cars running. Uh, car trouble became quote legendary within the family oh my yeah and more disturbingly the family began to lose pets oh no Um, the situation got so bad that they had to start keeping pets out of mary's room three pets died within a two-month period oh no yeah uh the family also began missing money um, at first it was small sums, but soon it became lo- sums that were large enough to affect the family's budget. Oh, it's like that uh, stack of money that disappeared on um, Amityville. On where? Uh, Amityville. Oh, Amityville. Oh, my. Oh, good. Uh, well, it oh, was good. in the movie. I don't know if it actually happened or not, but uh, they had Ooh. a huge stack of money that they were going to use to pay for the caterer or something for a wedding yeah. and it just went missing don't like that don't like no. that that's no good <laughs> and amityville is in new york too oh shit oh, yeah shit, yeah Ooh, okay don't like so we're just gonna stay out of new york note to self we're not going avoid to new york i'm not avoiding new york um so at this point no one had um seen any apparitions in the house Uh, But several odd incidents had alarmed the family. Um, Soon one day, Claire came home to find the children hugely upset. The kids believed someone had broken into the house. Um, Nothing was missing, but the girls' clothes were everywhere, and Mary's record player had been thrown across the room. Oh, no, Mary... And one of the dogs, which always confronted strangers, was slinking around the house as if terrified. Oh, no. Poor doggy. Poor so scared it, dog yeah, exactly. Yeah, just leave the, leave the dogs alone. Leave the cats leave alone. Leave the dogs and the cats oh. alone. Oh. Ghosts. Ghosts. Leave we're, them alone. We're warning you. The animals did nothing wrong. Yeah. Exactly. In the winter of 1972, uh, Clara was driving to town to pick up two of the kids from a dance at the high school. 
Um, as she was driving, she noticed that lightning was flashing when she, which she thought was unusual. She got to a point in the road where there was a dead tree. In one of the flashes of lightning, she saw a figure hanging from the tree. Ugh. She saw that it had a hood over its head, but couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. And in the next flash, it was gone. Oh, that sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Um, so that next spring, Claire decided to take a walk at sunset up the road. Um, she took her daughter's dogs with her, dog with her. And as they reached the top of the road, the dog stopped still and perked its ears up. Um, Claire Listen realized, dog, Claire. yeah, run back home. Yep. Uh, Claire realized that what the dog was hearing was a sing song chanting of high pitched voices. They walked along, but they couldn't see anyone singing. Also, the voices were audible on some parts of the road, but not others. Oh, that's weird. And Claire was Claire's Catholic, and she decided that the closest thing she could come to identifying the singing was Gregorian chanting. Oh, ugh. Yeah, she told her children about the incident, and while her son didn't believe it, her daughters were more receptive. Uh, the next evening, Clara, her daughters, and the neighbor girl, Pat, set out at sunset to see if they could hear the chanting again. Um, as they got to the top of the road, they could hear the singing again, but they couldn't figure out what it was at all. Um, they did decide that it wasn't Latin, so not Gregorian chanting. Huh. Um, on the way back home, they stopped and they heard the chanting turn into a monotone prayer. Ooh. And they continued to check it out for a few nights, but the singing got more and more indistinct. That's so weird. Claire's son, Mike... And his friend Matt decided to investigate. And as they walked into the woods, they heard a woman scream. The boys ran back to the house. From that point on, the dandies never heard the singing again, although others in town reported it. Interesting. So it's like it's just moving through town. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Like it was moving around it or something, maybe yeah. or through it. I don't know. Traveling uh, ghost. Weird. Traveling <laughs> singing ghosts. I know it has a it has a schedule. It has to keep to. Yep. <laughs> I have to be in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was I the seventies, right? It was Hi. the seventies. It was the seventies. They're opening. For, it's opening for the Rolling Stones. They have to get to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> One night, so one night, Claire went out to get one of the cats. Um, she went outside and walked to the end of the house, um, but she felt she just could not go any further. So she tried, and she felt like further, further forward progress was just impossible. So she went back in, 
and took a moment to collect herself, then went back outside. And this time she saw eyes in the underbrush near the house. Oh, but when no. she went, yeah, no, no, when, no. She, when she went to investigate, nothing was there. Um, I don't like that. And this time she went outside again. This time her daughter Beth went with her. And Beth stopped at the end of the house exactly where her mom had stopped earlier. And then their cat Jinx then came from around the house in a totally different direction. Ugh. Ugh. I don't don't like that. Yeah. Um, So around this time, the family started having what they called umbrella days. And these were when there was a cloak of anxiety and even anger around the house. Uh, But it would affect each member of the family in different ways. One day, Clara and Beth went to the doctor's office. Uh, The other three kids stayed at home. Uh, The three kids were sitting in the living room when from the front window, they saw a teenage boy walking along the property line. they watched it walk across to a pond and at the pond he vanished Uh Um, a little bit later some campers staying nearby were filling their water bottles at Clara's farm when they saw a teenage boy walking across the field toward their camp And at first, they didn't realize where he was headed, but when they did, they jumped in their car and headed back toward their camp, where they were staying, had a second story that had views across the countryside. And the wife went to the second story while the husband drove all across the camp, but the teenage boy was nowhere to be found. Oh, no. I don't, I don't like that. And yeah, and so from the end of June um, 1973 to October of 1974, the activity in the house and around it uh, ramped up. So on June 29th, uh, 1973, Clara was alone in the house and settled down to read and relax uh, when she heard what sounded like a pile of newspapers fall over. So she searched, but nothing was out of place. Um, She settled back down again to read. But this time the window in front of her slammed shut. Um, However, the window was actually still open. It was just the sound of it slamming shut. What the hell? Yeah. Damn ghosts. I'm just trying to read. I'm just trying to read. I want my window open. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to read a good book. And... I'm just trying to read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is they read in the 70s. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Agatha Christie. That's pretty much. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Stephen King. Uh, when did he right start? In the 70s. I think a little bit. I think a little bit after that, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Um, early in the morning of July 3rd, Clara was awakened by the screams of her daughter, Beth. 
throwing on a robe, she hurried downstairs to Beth's bedroom, uh, where Beth told her she'd been attacked. Oh, no, Beth. Yeah, she'd gotten up to get a drink of water, and when she got back in bed, it felt like something furry landed on her stomach and tried to swipe at her face. Ah. Clara, however, knew that all the larger animals were upstairs, except for... Peanuts, uh, who was part German Shepherd and part St. Bernard. Oh, my. And it was much bigger. Peanuts was much bigger than what Beth described as attacking her. Sounds like a raccoon attacked her. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that, guys. Well, and, like, it was in July, so they could be out running around. Yeah. You never know. Um. The next day, Clara found what looked like scat in front of Beth's door, but it was grayish green, slimy, and odorless. Clara remembered seeing it in front of Beth's door once before, so she she questioned Beth about it, and Beth admitted she had been attacked once before, but she'd been embarrassed and hadn't mentioned it to everyone, to anyone. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> the next day, July 4th, um, Clara was walking past her daughter Mary's room and she noticed her daughter's glass lamp on the floor. The floor. Uh, the base was by her nightstand. The shade was seven feet away by the door. In between was the bulb shattered. Uh, no one had heard anything fall in the house. Uh, later, as the family turned in for the night, Claire noticed an Ace of Spades playing card on the floor of Barry's room. Huh. Claire didn't say anything to Mary about the card. She put it under her alarm clock and went to bed. Uh, like I'll deal with this later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at about yeah, damn, damn ghosts, damn ghosts. I'm not losing any sleep to these motherfuckers. No, right. screw these ghosts. To these, to these bastards. Um, at, yeah, exactly. I mean, turn on, just turn on the radio and go. Yeah. Uh, at about four a.m., Claire heard her son Mike calling for her. She went to his room and found his battleship game lying on top of him. Ah. His chess set, which had been at the bottom of a pile of games and magazines on a shelf above him, had fallen on him. And then the battleship game, which had been right on top of the chess set, had landed on him. Mm-hmm. The next morning, the card was gone from under Claire's alarm clock. Uh, It was found in Mary's room later. Beth discovered a burn on her leg. And Mike admitted that he had had a burn on his leg the week before, but he hadn't said anything because it didn't hurt. Okay. That night, as the family was watching the Waltons, I mean, because that's what you did back in the 70s. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Clara looked up and noticed that something was wrong with the family's portraits on the wall. Clara had put up four pictures, one of each of her children, on the wall in the living room. The picture of Mary had a plastic letter opener on it, looking like she was being stabbed. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, they don't like Mary, yes. yeah, they don't like her. The family decided to sleep in the same room that night. Again, bomb, sounding yeah. like the conjuring. Conjuring, yeah. The bomb, two kids, and all the pets crowded into a room uh, downstairs or upstairs while all night they heard what sounded like boots crossing and recrossing the floor downstairs all night. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like that at all. No. So, yeah, no. So, the next night, Craig, who was one of Mike's friends, wanted to stay over to, quote, chase, the, chase their noises. Unquote. Okay, good luck. So, the family went to bed at 11.30, but no sooner had the parents settled in then Mike appeared at the door of their bedroom and told them simply, quote, the boy is back. Oh. Phil jumped out of bed and he and Mike ran outside. Uh, Craig had been uh, passing the kitchen window and had seen the boy walking by a shed in the backyard. He had no idea why when he told Mike that a teenage boy was walking around the backyard, everyone was in an uproar. (laughs) And when he was finally told that they believed that that was a ghost, he apologized repeatedly for seeing it. (laughs) I'm sorry I saw that ghost. (laughs) I'm sorry. So... That weekend, Clara met up with members of her family at a reunion outside Buffalo. And so she talked with her cousin, Father Bob, who promised to visit. He wasn't sure he could help, but thought he knew someone who might be able to do so. Uh, The next day, after putting all their stuff away after the picnic at the reunion, Clara found the charcoal lighter right next to their water heater and she also found a burn mark on one of the leaves of her philodendron plant that was shaped just like the burn on Beth's legs oh and that night Mike and Beth were talking in the living room when they heard footsteps walking in the kitchen and upon checking no people or animals were in there yeah I don't like that either none of this has been cool no well I mean it's all cool but I wouldn't I mean, not if you're living it <laughs> uh, so the next day July 10th many members of Claire's family arrived her parents uh, her daughter Laura who'd been staying with uh, the parents her cousin father Bob and Bob's mother and sister Father Bob's 
uh, bless the house, but Claire, both Clara and Bob realized that the atmosphere had not changed. Oh. So Clara had called um, St. Bonaventure University to try to get the phone number of a couple who had done a lecture on the paranormal there. Wonder who that was. Oh. Yeah. And but the person that she talked to recommended that she talk to Father Alphonsus first. And he studied psychic phenomena and helped out in mysterious cases. Okay. Uh, so, so he was like the in between between yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. So Father Alphonsus visited and listened to the stories. He suggested that perhaps a poltergeist was causing problems. And Clara felt, yeah, Clara felt better after his visit. Um, one of Clara's friends, whose name was Charmaine, visited alongside her friend Maureen. And Maureen asked the family to envision the house bathed in white light. Clara was able to do that for a while, but soon her vision changed. Um, she was seeing the house covered with leaves, like tiny little hands. And then she saw a giant root snake out of the ground. And Clara realized she was envisioning a different house. And a few weeks later, while driving around the countryside, Clara and the kids saw a house that looked just like the one in her vision. Oh, what? Yeah, weird. <laughs> just weirdness. Yeah. Um, so the house was quiet for a few weeks. Uh, Clara visited her parents uh, and also visited a psychic. And the psychic said they probably had a few things going on at the house. A poltergeist, spirit, psychic phenomena, etc. Uh, the psychic believed that Clara herself had some psychic ability and that she herself was indeed fueling some of the activity, but not in a different way. Okay. Yeah. Um, the couple who had seen the teenage boy earlier decided to visit their cabin at the end of July. Uh, they brought their kids and their two teenage daughters decided to stay overnight with the dandies. Uh, after everyone went to bed, Clara woke up after about 10 minutes sleep to find the bedroom absolutely freezing. Um, Mary ran upstairs and told Clara that Jip, one of the pets, was clawing the door, the screen door, uh, to get into the house. Uh, Clara knew, that, yeah, Clara knew that Jip, like all of the pets, was actually inside. Uh. <laughs> so she went downstairs to see what was going on. Um, the girls were standing by the door, listening to the screen being clawed. No, thank you. Clara opened the door and no animal was visible. But the, uh, the screen in the door was shredded. Oh, 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 oh no. What was My that? Broke. <laughs> yeah. My chair broke. My chair broke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Y'all right? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
I'm just right. messing on the floor then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all, right. That's all right. I was just, I was alarmed. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, poltergeist phenomena at your place now. <laughs> Quinn down. Quinn down. Quinn down. So that weekend, they had a huge party to celebrate several birthdays um, that family and friends had during the summer. Um, Clara looked around at one point at everyone laughing and having a great time and thought, is this really the same house that's been making their lives miserable? Also, she remembered feeling that something was going to happen soon. Oh, no. Uh, The next day, July 29th, while Clara was making a salad in the kitchen, Mary and her friend Susan came in and said that they'd seen a woman dancing on the other side of the pond. And she was so real to them that it was some time before they realized they'd actually seen a ghost. They described her as having red hair, big blue eyes, and buck teeth. Um... They said the material of her dress was like curtains. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I assume that means old-fashioned, right? Yeah, it sounds sounds like it. Yeah. Um, Phil ran outside to look for the woman. uh, And the girls went with him, but there was no sign of her. Uh, Mary's comment was, I bet that lady hanged herself. Her eyes were bugging out of her head. I wonder if she hung off that tree. Yeah, exactly. That was the what she thought, what she saw during the flashes of the lightning. Yeah. Exactly. So Clara called Father Alphonsus, who arrived later that evening with another priest, Father Dermot, who was appalled by what was going on. He wanted to bless the house again, even though the house had been blessed multiple times already. And Father Alphonsus told Clara that they wouldn't probably see the female ghost again, but spoiler alert, he was wrong. Oops. Yeah. Uh, now, so she said she saw the form with a hood on its head, right? Yeah. So that wouldn't tell me that she hung herself more like she was hung. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it says to me. That someone did it to her. Yep. Yep. 100%. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know about which trials come to my mind, but... Mm. That's probably not it. Anyway. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Uh, Claire got a good night's sleep that night, but in the morning, Mike told Claire that he and his friend Craig uh, heard something being dragged around all night, and they figured it came from the kitchen. Uh, but when they checked, the kitchen was empty. And no. And no. Yeah. And, no. and I, 
think that's where we're going to stop because then it starts getting uh, it, uh, well I'm just going to say more intense Ooh. yeah okay because it starts there's some well uh, shit gets real yeah oh yeah oh boy oh yeah this is good I like this yeah well uh yeah it's been on tv a bunch and it's been on youtube a bunch so like it's like it's uh yeah but we'll talk How about that later i not heard of it then i don't know huh. i don't know um let's see who all talked about it um it was on a haunting it was um i'll send you which episode it was but it was see i believe it was season two oh but yeah it's on it's on a haunting it was on a paranormal lockdown it's been on a couple of things huh that's weird never heard of this We have have a hopefully not haunted email. Yes, it is creepykentucky at gmail.com. And we have a hopefully not haunted Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at creepykentucky. Yeah. Uh, Who are we going to, what the hell? This week. Uh, Daniel, who was the one who barricaded me into the bathroom. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, three, two, one. Daniel. Daniel, what the fucking what hell? the fucking hell? God yeah, damn what the fucking hell? <laughs> God damn it. Don't move tables. In front of the goddamn bathroom. People gotta pee. What the fuck is wrong with you? Daniel. Daniel.